think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lay some up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. She got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I suppose to be a franchise, but we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to week 33. If you are unaware, this is End of Regulation, the platform and the podcast that is out here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. Seeking to change the face of the sports and entertainment world. Welcome back for another episode. This is episode 33, What's Wrong with Alex Smith. Excited to talk shop with you all, but first, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as our new website, endofreg.wordpress.com forward slash. It is our lifeblood. It's what keeps us going, so make sure to contribute. We will help you get off if you do, I promise. Now, let us meet the minds behind the mic for this week. The head of security, Mr. Barrel Chest Grimes, who has just informed us he's been out of the gym for quite some time. Harrison, how are we doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. I have been out of the gym for a little bit. Um, you know, we all need breaks. Uh, but uh, I'll get back to Safety I'll get back first. to beefing Safety up first. for head of security. Team you know, I got to protect the boys, you know. So um, I'll get back in there just for you guys. Good, good. Next up, hailing to us from Florida with no camera. We're taking things way back, light years here. <clears throat> Mr. Brent Jernigan, how we doing? I'm good, but I'm you're, you're right. I'm cameraless, so anyone out there, uh, if you guys want to fucking sponsor us, speaking of getting scholarships, getting a motherfucking scholarship, I can definitely use that laptop scholarship. Uh, <laughs> been been giving me some shit for a long time now, so we'll start a upgrading. we'll start a GoFundMe for you. Sponsor us. Yeah, seriously, Wintergreen, Copenhagen, Bush. <laughs> Bush. Yeah. Next up, head of productions, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? I'm doing well. Uh, speaking of going way back, do you guys remember when we were formerly known as Lunch Money or like Free Lunch oh, or whatever that shit was? How, yeah, free lunch money. How far oh, we've come. How far nice. we've come. 33 weeks later. Tom's feeling, Tom's feeling a little <laughs> nostalgic today. I hear you, Tom. Yeah, I feel nostalgic. you. Nostalgic. All right, well, let's talk about the agenda. Um, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the NFL week 11, but more importantly, we're going to run into a little bit about our thoughts on some recent injuries as well as MVP thoughts for this season and where potential coaches might be headed uh, since they're on the hot seat. We'll talk a little bit of NCAA football and basketball, give you guys a brief little overview, and then we're going to wrap things up with some banner and some buzzer beaters. Like I said, we'll keep it short, we'll keep it brief, um, but obviously always consistent. So. Let's dive right into it. NFL Week 11. First thing I wanted to quickly address, um, and it's short and brief here, but I am completely on the Lamar Jackson train. I know that there was talk about it initially in the beginning of the season. Joe Flacco needs to be phased the fuck out. Uh, I like this kid's attitude. He's excited. He's fun. He, he likes being out there. Um, I think he put up the most rushing yards, 117, in his first career start as a QB. So uh, props to that kid. 
just want to give him a shout out to see if you guys had any thoughts yeah on i've i'm glad we brought this up number one um i will say like I didn't watch the entire game, but sort of as people on Twitter and whatnot started talking about like what was happening, I began to watch, and um, they definitely used him in, a, in an extremely unique way. He, as you pointed out, he had the most rush yards by like a in a quarterback's first career start, but he also ran the ball twenty fucking seven times. Um, so basically, they just like put him back there as a running back uh, who threw the ball thirteen different times. I think he completed like nine of those passes and um basically just uh like a tebow-esque performance only good and they walked away with a w um and i'm not saying the guy can't pass but we still really haven't seen him be a successful passer in the nfl and everyone knows at the end of the day it does not matter what the fuck you can do with your legs if you cannot pass the football so that's gonna you know in the end that's gonna be the story of lamar jackson um, it would, it'll be real nice if he can run like that, you know, for a hundred yards a game. Um, but you know, we can remember back to the last quarterback who was able to do something like that. And his name was Colin Kaepernick and he ended up fucking flaming out of the league because he just couldn't ball, put the ball where he was looking. And after that, obviously some more stuff happened, but I mean, how, what are you guys <laughs> yeah. thinking? I, uh, sorry. No, I was going to say, it's interesting you say that because some of the footage that I did see the the non running footage, uh, he was kind of like throwing, you know, running out of the pocket or off his back foot. Um, and they weren't necessarily all that fantastic. So, you know, I think it's a valid point that you bring up. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to play him. He got them a W, right. so I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, you know, no, I think you're right. I think this long, is the start so. of the Lamar Jackson era. And, uh, you know, out of respect of everything that Flacco has done for that team, they weren't just going to ship him out. Um, but you know, to, to see a kid get a win in his first start like that, it's, it's something special. And there's actually a funny clip of him running after the ref to grab his game ball after, which I thought was pretty good. But, uh, in, in terms of his passing game, like that's just going to take time. It's, it's sort of the, the, the double-edged sword here of bringing in, uh, you know, this highly touted, you know, rookie prospect and expecting him to excel on day one. Like I know he's been practicing since, you know, he got drafted, but it's just something that's going to take time, and I, you know, I'm a big Lamar Jackson guy. I think the offense is going to be there, and this is the right move for Baltimore, hands down. Yeah, I think it's the right move, but I do want to bring up one thing that Marvin Lewis, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, brought up after the game. Um, and it's kind of just to play a bit of devil's advocate. Obviously, the guy is talented, he's athletic, and you know, he's exciting to watch. You know, probably the most exciting quarterback to watch in terms of running since Michael Vick. Um, but Marvin Lewis goes, quarterbacks don't run forever in the NFL. Sooner or later, they get hurt, and they don't run the same. But today, he could run, and he did a good job. And I think that's pretty, you know, it's not it's not rocket science uh, by any means. But, you know, he it's inevitable that if you're going to run the ball that often, and, and I don't know if, how they're going to change game plans based on maybe what defense they're playing, but if you run the ball that often, it really is an inevitable truth that you're going to get injured in the NFL. It's, you know... It is what it is. Um, some quarterbacks are better than others at protecting themselves. Um, you know, you look at like a Russell Wilson is, is very good at that, whereas someone like Cam Newton is very bad at that. Um, and you've seen how, it, how it's affected, you know, Cam Newton. He can still play, but, you know, he's obviously got shoulder issues. He's got, you know, knee issues, things like that. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I'm not I, – I talked pretty highly of him in the, during the combine, you know, and, and things like that leading up to the draft. 
But uh, I don't know how successful this guy is going to be um, when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I brought it up just because I saw some of his uh, post-game interview, just the way that he, you know, the way that he held himself and composed himself and spoke, I liked. <clears throat> he was excited to obviously be out there. Uh, you know, he's only 21, so I think he's got time to grow. But like you said, if he's, you know, keen on running, there's not much you can do to change that game. So we'll see. Um, more importantly, in the news of quarterbacks, though, uh, we will transition into Alex Smith, who, uh, you know, is the reason we have such a witty title this evening. Uh, he took an absolutely gruesome leg <laughs> yeah, injury. Yeah, don't. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Uh, don't go watch it because <laughs> it is not worth it. Uh, tibia and fibula, I believe, both broken. Um, absolutely done for the season. Probably, potentially, his career. And that's, like, I guess, what we'll kind of talk about right here. Um, and he has J.J. Watt to thank for that. Yeah, I think uh, his career is definitely in jeopardy now. Especially, he got rushed to the hospital to have emergency surgery on it. Which is never, you know, that's just that's terrible to hear. Um, the injury, just, I, I like felt it when I was watching it. And it, it, I feel it right now. I, I can't even think just about, thinking it. about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sucks, especially for a Redskins team that's <laughs> yeah. having an a, you know an up year by all means. They're well in contention for the NFC East right now, and it's just a huge blow to that team. Um, but you know, I got faith in my boy Colt McCoy. He's it's he's been on the back burner for a minute, but now it's his time to shine. But yeah, so let's let's talk about that. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not he's able to able to, to hold this job. Or not necessarily hold this job, but uh, carry the job out well. And so I guess they've brought in a couple of individuals to practice with them. Um, not really anybody that strikes a chord. Oh, he's back, baby. Bring up the fact that Mark Sanchez may be back in the motherfucking NFL. And that, to me... That could be a Nathan Peterman situation, and I would love to see that back in the fucking NFL, honestly. Um, but, yeah, no, serious serious talk, though. Redskins. I mean, Cole McCoy, is, when he has played, has looked actually like a pretty serviceable quarterback. Um, uh, I mean, he also brought them right back into, and they had a chance to win, you know, win right. the game. So I don't, think, I don't think all is lost in, in Washington yeah, um, with him. Did. Leading the charge, obviously, you know, he's not Alex Smith um, by any means, but he's someone who can help you win games, and who knows, maybe they'll start leaning on, on AP a little bit more um, to kind of, you know, carry the rock. And, and I don't know if Chris Chris Thompson, is he back yet? He, he was out this Sunday, but I think he was he was also, you know, sort of day-to-day, right. so he should be back in line to be, be taken seriously. Right, so that's day. good for them. So they'll, they'll have their backfield back and healthy. Um, and so we'll see, man. Their their defense is still. They're gonna need somebody to back them up. Yeah, and so you, know, you can't just rely on. One well, that's that's what Sanchez is coming in for. And that's where Sanchez. That's where uh, Mr. Dirty Butt Fumble Sanchez comes uh, in. Butt is that is that bag a hundred percent secured? Is that confirmed? Yes. Right. Uh, he got signed. Yes. Hundred yeah, percent signed, and it's kind of it it, it brings yeah. up or begs the question, like, how the fuck does Mark Sanchez get signed over some other quarterbacks who? are currently unsigned. 
Well, well, so that's why I kind of brought this up in the end. I know that we're kind of all skeptics, but, uh, you know. He's certainly not the best quarterback, though. Because no one wants to sign that motherfucker named Colin Kaepernick. I, I that get that. Truth. But, like, if you think about it, it's almost like football male practice, right? Like, you know that Sanchez is an unreliable, flaming fucking heap of trash. I will, I will say this. <laughs> if, I were, if I were Dan Snyder, I would have called Colin way before I called Mark freaking Sanchez but obviously he did not do that that's all that's like out of all the biggest slaps to the face yet this is is by (laughs) far the biggest one to the Kaepernick cause and I don't think I don't think anyone I don't think anyone is really upset about this one the way no exactly I don't at this point you just you know let bygones be bygones like the guy's just not gonna get signed ever again correct so let's just forget about it I think they're like done they're like we fucking threw spaghetti at the wall we hope it yeah but I mean Mark Sanchez that is that's definitely twisting the knife yeah well um let's transition uh while kind of on the topic of of QBs um Big Ben had some interesting thoughts um, prior to the game against Jacksonville this weekend. Um, said that they're, you know, a tremendous threat. Jalen Ramsey obviously had plenty of words um, and ended up having quite an epic um, interception in the end zone. And I think Ben threw a total of three picks. Yeah, two were to Jalen. In total. Yeah, so wanted to bring up Jalen Ramsey. I know that he uh, is quite a character. Um, Fuck him. Likes to be outspoken, and obviously the Jags have kind of expressed interest in getting rid of him. Not rid of him, but trading him um, because of his antics. So, well, yeah. Thoughts on thoughts on where he might land? He he like he tweeted out in the middle of the week, like along the lines of "You guys are gonna miss me when I'm gone." And it's just like you, you know, your your team's not out of it. Like you had a, a couple rough patches, and that's just like the the worst type of person. Like that's not anybody you want as part of your football team, you know, your your work team, whatever, in any aspect of life. Like a guy that's like gonna run his mouth when things are good, and he's like the first one out the door when things start to you know when shit hits the fan. Uh, right. I mean, obviously Completely he'll agree. The at this point, he, his I don't know what his contract looks like, but. His his market value is at the top of the league. He's probably probably the best cornerback. And if I'm the Jaguars, I'm just gonna ship him off to the highest bidder next year, and you know let them deal with you know, whatever fucking controversy he wants to bring to their locker room. Where would you fear him ending up the most? Anywhere in the AFC East. I honestly would actually um, while. I think while Deshaun Watson is on his rookie contract, uh, they would have a pretty good opportunity to squeeze um, Jalen Ramsey in there on just a you know a two year deal or something like that, and be able to afford uh, making him the highest paid cornerback in the league. Um, so just to pair to pair him up with everything they have on the defense already, um, plus Deshaun Watson on offense, um, I would I would be pretty scared to see him there. But I mean, there are plenty of places um, he could he could be in question to go. I mean, uh, could also be a New York Jet. I would say that's that's probably going to want be one of the top five places. Yeah, I mean, I, I my only thought is I think they just need to get rid of him. Uh, he clearly is just uh, you know one of those guys who just brings a lot of negative attention and just runs his mouth a little bit too much when you kind of want to keep that shit internal. And especially when Tom Coughlin's the head of football operations down in Jacksonville, that guy is like. The complete antithesis, antithesis, excuse me, big word, uh, 
of, of what Jalen Ramsey's doing, just running his mouth, calling out quarterbacks and all that shit. Um, and, and, you know, go figure. He's a player from Florida State. So another player out of there with, you know, character issues. Jimbo Fisher is, you know, developing people like absolute dog shit. Um, yeah, that does not happen at Miami. It, it's, it's all about, about the U in this, in this podcast. So, you know, just go figure. Another Florida State fucking nut job. <laughs> Um, all right, well, you're talking about Jimbo Fisher. We might as well use that to transition very smoothly here into head coaches uh, that are on the hot seat this season. Um, we got Pete Carroll, Marvin Lewis, Mike McCarthy. Um, I'll turn it over to you guys on what you guys think that their fates are and you know where they're going to end up. Yo, next. Mike McCarthy has got to go. Fuckers got to go. Go. Fuckers got to go. Motherfuckers gain weight since he's been there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he, he's had way too long of a leash. I mean, don't even get me started with Marvin Lewis. That guy has had, he must have like blackmail on whoever the owner is because there's no reason for him to still be a head coach in Cincinnati, uh, especially with all the off the field issues they've had, lack of success, haven't made it past the first round of the playoffs ever. Um, and so that, I'm just going to leave that there. But Mike McCarthy, man, this guy, yeah, he, they just they just can't seem to, you know, get this team going they've got the best quarterback one of the best quarterbacks tom i'll I'll rephrase that sentence a little bit in the league um and 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 with good talent around them granted you know the running game isn't great aaron jones seems to be a nice addition but they still just they can't seem to to win games that they need to win and uh you know when that happens and you know the team isn't progressing and things like that the one person you look to is the head coach and and i would be very shocked if mike mccarthy was still on the sidelines in green bay next season I, I definitely agree. When it when it comes to Pete Carroll, though, um, I couldn't disagree more with like the fact that he's even on the hot seat. Um, I mean, this is a guy who your team was a perennial um, NFC title game contender. Uh, you went to back to back Super Bowls. You won one of them. Um, he's a proven like I don't I don't understand what else coaches have to do to prove that they are a good coach and they're good for a for a team um, other than, than what Pete Carroll has done. So regardless of what they're doing right now, I think that obviously points more to the fucking personnel, not the, not the coach because he's proven that he can do it. Um, so you might as well start trying to shop your team around and build around your quarterback. And for the first time in his freaking career, or at least since those Super Bowl runs, um, put an offensive line in front of him because for the last three seasons, the offensive line there in Seattle has been atrocious so that's where I would start. Um, I, they do that across across every league. Um, obviously, it just happened to the Blackhawks the other day. You know, just one of those things where it's like, you know, this this guy can obviously get it done. But uh, two guys who could not get it done, uh, Marvin Lewis, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is quite the opposite of Pete Carroll. I think he got lucky as shit uh, to get his, and he's obviously blessed with the very best quarterback that, that maybe ever was, but definitely that there is right now. Um, but when he's struggling to stay 500 for seasons in a row and they're just limping into the playoffs, it's that's bad. So get him the hell out of there. And definitely, last time Marvin Lewis won a playoff game, we had not even landed on the moon yet. I I, I don't think Marvin <laughs> Lewis has ever won a playoff game. I'm I'm looking at exactly. I'm looking at his schedule right now, and the Bengals haven't made the playoffs since 2015. And from 2015 to, or excuse me, from 2011 to 2015, they had five consecutive 
trips to the wild card game and they lost every single one of them. Let that let that sink in. Five straight appearances, every single one loss. His career, L. His career <laughs> Here, playoffs this record L. is zero and seven. And you know, going back to the whole Pete Carroll thing, you can argue that aside from Russell Wilson, the Seahawks don't really have any offensive weapons. Their defense has carried that team. Uh, Doug Baldwin doesn't really scare me a whole lot. And you know, he's he's you know he made it to the Super Bowl. He, he's been there, but. Fucking Marvin Lewis, my God. It's time to hang him up, my man. Can't spell Lewis without a capital L, am I right, Tom? That's right. Yeah, I mean, the P. Carroll is interesting. I don't know who threw this one on there, but um, I thought, Brent, you brought up some interesting points, but I think from like a non, from a non-resume standpoint, like you bring up the accolades, uh, bringing them to back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, but I feel like couple years ago with like the legion of boom and the culture that they had there or just like everything that sports bro- uh sports broadcasting kind of was just like showing to us i don't know show i feel like showed a stronger culture and i feel like there's not any of that right now i feel like you don't see too much clicking between wilson and carol anymore or any of the team i mean maybe i'm completely wrong but it seems like it's a lot different from what you bring up which is the back-to-back super bowl team um and, and maybe it's not him maybe it's personal no, I, I i couldn't agree uh, more that that you can easily look you know they are not the same team they do not have the same swagger or confidence or even air about them on or off the field for that matter um you know and uh, and for that reason that's why many times teams look beyond you know the history of that coach and they're like you know what it's just time to hit the reset button let's get a whole fresh start I mean that that stuff is worth something but for me Pete Carroll is uh just like a jovial guy I think if you just get a good good crop of young players and the right sort of veterans to to bring them up um he's the kind of guy that you sort of want want to keep around in, in my opinion but yeah of course I know it I know exactly what you mean Good stuff. Well, I will tell you who um, definitely is riding high right now is on a, on seven, almost at eleven, seven straight wins here uh, is the Texans, um, and I know that some of you had some thoughts on that. Wanted to hear what you're. They're thinking. legit. Yeah, I, I look. I mean, it looks like it looks yeah, like Deshaun Watson finally was able to Short kind of dust the rust off after the first few weeks. Um, and so now that he seems to be mobile again, he's got confidence in, in the ability to get out of the pocket and scramble. Uh, it, it just opens up a lot of doors for them. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is very arguably the best receiver in the league. Uh, you know, although people only love to talk about Julio, AB, and Odell, uh, I think I think DeAndre is is very much a part of that discussion. Um, and so yeah, man, they're they're just rolling right now. Uh, the offense looks good. The defense is starting to come around. Um, their secondary really isn't that great, and that's why I thought Shakes' comment about Jalen Ramsey kind of made sense in my mind um, because they could definitely use some help back there. But as long as J.J. Watt can keep breaking people's legs, you know, they should be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the truth. Uh, th- it all, I mean, on the defensive side, I was, I've been watching their games maybe the last three weeks in a row, and it's just constantly, constantly, constantly wreaking havoc. Their front seven is very very fast and athletic obviously you've got jj watt and jadavian Clowney uh at both ends uh just two gigantic dudes and uh i think 
when I was watching them play the Lions. I mean, how, how sad is that? You can, you can picture that shit in your mind. Just Matt Stafford's <laughs> poor, poor ass just taking sack after sack after sack by either one of those two guys. It was atrocious. So, I mean, when you see the Texans firing on all cylinders, I mean, they've won seven in a row after starting 0-3. Everyone was counting them out, including myself, talking about how Bill O'Brien is on the hot seat. And now, I mean, they're arguably one of the top six teams in the league, really. Um, so, very impressive. I mean, it, their schedule only looks easier, in my opinion. Uh, they're 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 definitely going to win at least half of their remaining games. Um, so from there, you know, they're obviously in the playoffs with the AFC South Championship, and you just got to beat somebody. Just got to beat somebody. Are you guys fully sold in on on Deshaun? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think so. Got a little bit of a bitter taste after this weekend. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Interceptions and only He doesn't always put up. Total he doesn't always points. put up the most fantasy points, but that's okay, man. As long as you're winning, that's all that matters. That's yeah, right. Well, I'm, I'm not winning. <laughs> I'm fa- I'm far from winning. Um, but I'll tell you who is. That's the Saints nine straight, beating the Texans seven straight. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? No, I, I don't think there's any doubt now that the Saints are the team to beat. They should be the Super Bowl favorites. And it's almost like Sean Payton just has this – he's on this, like, fuck you tour after how last season ended. And he's just out for blood. And if you guys watched the Saints-Eagles game the other night, it was just an embarrassment uh, by Philadelphia. And this, I, I just don't know how you stop this team. Um, obviously, Drew Brees leads the charge, but you have Michael Thomas – uh, if you want to cover him, they can power. You know, they can run power football with uh, Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara is one of the most athletic dudes I've ever seen in any sport. Um, their defensive front just seems to be playing better and better each week. Um, especially last week, they caused a ton of havoc. Uh, it, this team just seems to be getting better and better by the by the week, and I am a little worried that even you know, regardless of who makes it out of the AFC, I don't think they have much of a chance right now against the Saints team. Yo, this is a true statistic. Michael Thomas catches 90% of balls that come his way. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Um yeah, unreal. I mean, he he's been absolutely reliable. I mean, the definition of reliable all season long. But yeah, as Tom pointed out, they have plenty of other weapons outside of him. Also, if you do want to cover him, and they have Drew Brandon Marshall just, just chilling. I know I wasn't big on Brandon Marshall, but even even if you cover him, uh, Taysom Hill, their backup quarterback, is like one of the most athletic players. Yeah, he, he returns. I was wondering who the hell that was, like, because um, I was like, who is this other corny ass like quarterback on the field, like running routes? Uh, did he play at Kansas State? I'm not sure where he played, but I, I mean he's being utilized each and every way. It's you know an, another trick out of the bag. It seems every just time Sean Payton special, huh? Every time he just comes out and he does something different. Whether he's running routes, whether he's running the football, and they even lined him up under center a few times. There's just so many weapons. I don't know how anybody is going to slow down this trend. Yeah, Drew Brees seems to be just on a mission as well. Would, uh, I mean, I put what did. He, he put up what three hundred and sixty-seven yard or three hundred and sixty-seven yeah yards last week with four touchdowns. He's uh um, he's playing like an MVP. 
Yeah, he is playing like an MVP. And that's that's really interesting you brought that up, Tom, because we're actually going to be discussing MVP um, candidates tonight and a little bit of our thoughts. Um, so right now we've got Drew Brees uh, kind of, I guess, sitting at number one. Maybe this isn't in any particular order. Uh, Post Mahomes, Todd Gurley, um, and wanted to turn it over to you guys to see if you had any other candidates to throw in there. No, that's I pretty much that's the race right there. Pretty much it. I mean, it, it it would be really exciting to see Patrick Mahomes come in uh, and, and do everything he's doing and win MVP. Uh, but I, at, at this point, you got to give it to Drew Brees. Like the guy's been through it all. He's he he, you know, he's an established veteran, and he's really galvanized that locker room. Like it, it all feeds off of Drew Brees. Um, and you know, you can argue that the the, the Chiefs might just have more pieces. And what Todd Gurley's doing right now can't be denied as you know one of the greatest you know, offensive seasons, at least in, in in fantasy point terms. But I I gotta give it to Drew Brees, and I really don't think there's much of a discussion. Yeah, Tom, I gotta I gotta agree with you there. Yeah, I gotta agree with Tom there. I think Drew Brees, as long as he continues on this path of just pure dominance through the air, uh, you gotta give it to him. And and not to mention he's had some he's won some games by himself on his feet. Uh, I forget which game it was a couple of weeks ago where he, he rushed one to tie up the game, sent it to overtime, and then he rushed another to win it. Um, but just a couple of stats that I think are worth noting, and I think this is really the difference maker. Uh, so right now, Drew Brees is passing 77% completion. He's got 25 touchdowns and one interception and has only been sacked nine times. To put that in comparison uh, with Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is throwing for 67% completion. 31 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and has been sacked 17 times. So, granted, they're both having unbelievable seasons. 25 touchdowns to 1 interception is is bananas. That is, like, some that is some yeah, like next-level dicing up defenses shit that I... Brent, are you in... Are you in full agreement? No, I mean... Todd Gurley a candidate for I was going to say, you know, I would want to vote for Gurley. Um, I, I usually... I just sort of get tired of seeing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback winning uh, when I think it's pretty heavily slanted in their favor. Um, and then, you know, you just look at, like, just the amount of touchdowns. It goes it goes well beyond the numbers for Todd Gurley. He's an absolute animal. He's the definition of a game-breaker. He's the definition of a game-changer. Um, what he does to, to grown-ass men, some of the best players, you know, in the world – um, is is insane on a daily basis. He can he's he's the Bo Jackson of this generation, in my opinion. There's no question about it. Um, he's in my in my book, he's an even better back um, if he can stay healthy than Adrian Peterson ever was. Who's you know who was the who was the definitely the best back of his generation. But I mean, Gurley's putting up 140 scrimmage yards a game this season. He has 13 rushing touchdowns. He has another four receiving touchdowns. I mean, every time he gets the ball in his hands, he's a threat to score. Um, you know, at this pace, he's it's insane what he's going to do. As long as as long as they keep these these pieces together for the next couple of years in L.A., you know, he's going to be scoring 20, 25 touchdowns a season. When he starts shooting bone arrows with his feet, we can make <laughs> Bo Jackson comparisons. 
But no, I, I agree with you. He, the guy is an absolute freak, and, and and he makes people look like little kids out there on a professional football field. So I mean, we, he's he's got I, seventeen I, touchdowns. We've played we've played ten games this season. That for a running back, for for a player outside of the quarterback position, that's quite the score rate. Yeah, how about those stats, Harry? Uh, so, so I was I, I was watching the NFL game. <laughs> oh, nice! Good talk. Nice. Um, What's going Rams on are up six nothing. They Robert Woods touchdown. Robert Woods just put one. Uh, looks like I'm going to beat Shakes this yeah. week, um, and that's what you get for talking shit. That's that's going to oh, kill boom. me. Boom! Roasted. Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit of money here. We've got a special beating the bookie segment this week for Thanksgiving football coming up. I will be getting my wisdom teeth out tomorrow. So not only will I not be able to enjoy fucking Thanksgiving um, food, um, but I probably won't remember any of these Thanksgiving games. So important to lock these bets in now while we are all sober and coherent. Tom, I'll turn it over no, to you. No, I mean, just, just like you said, there really is, you know, there's the meal, there's family, but nothing beats sitting down and just watching some football on a full stomach with a nice cold beer. Um, and nothing complements that better. Some trip, some trip no, to yeah, fame. Yeah, nothing complements that better than uh, you know putting a little money down and winning a little money. And in our our first game, we got the Bears traveling to Detroit. You know, Detroit is the perennial uh, Thanksgiving Day game, and the Bears are four point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really. It's it's hard to bet against Chicago right now, especially with that defense. Um, and what they did last night to a, a good Minnesota Vikings offense. Carry um, on Johnson sprained his knee, so their running game's going to be a little iffy. But I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like Detroit's going to get it together on Thanksgiving, and they're going to keep it within four. I'm taking Detroit with the points uh, at home. You know, this is tradition for them. This is nothing new. And... I, th- I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be riding uh, that high a little bit after a, a big uh, divisional win against the Vikings last night on Sunday Night Football. Um, and this is really a must-win game for Detroit, so I'm going to ride the Lions plus four. Did you see what Khalil Mack, I think I posted it on our Instagram, but what Khalil did uh, to that Viking Vikings player, mm-hmm. what is it, Riley Reef or something along those lines, uh, just – off the line, one hand pushed him back. I think about five yards, and then just tossed him onto his ass, uh, making him just look like a little boy. It was, it was quite something spectacular. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it on our Instagram. I'll yeah, and and to, and to that, that point, Gardner, uh, um, that's why I got to fade time on this pick. Um, Matt Stafford is going to be his his body parts are going to be scattered over the field because of this Bears defense. <laughs> Akeem Hicks, Smith Khalil Mack, 10. Leonard Floyd, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan. I mean, dude, you can't, especially with the way that offensive line is in Detroit, man. They're gonna, they're gonna eat. They're gonna absolutely eat Matt Stafford alive. Um, <laughs> they're having. They're line gonna, have the, for Thanksgiving. yeah, they're gonna have their own, you know, roasted Matt Stafford for for Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, and that's why you know take Bears minus four. He's he's easy pick. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> All right, so Harry's fading that pick. Um, but, Tom, talk to us about this Redskins-Dallas matchup. Yeah, so the Skins are traveling to Dallas, and Dallas has opened up at a 7.5-point favorite. 
uh, I got to take Dallas here. You know, they had they're coming off two big wins, including um, a last second field goal to beat Atlanta in Atlanta last or yesterday on Sunday. And you know, we, I mean, we've hit on it enough. How much do you really trust Colt McCoy? Uh, this Dallas team is just starting to catch you know stride at the right time. Um, I'm going to take them. I'll probably buy that half point at seven. I like them at seven. Uh, yeah, ride Dallas. I think they're just a, a better team. The Skins are completely defeated now. In addition to losing Alex Smith, they have like three starting linemen out for the season. Um, I, I, I just don't really see how this Skins team is going to compete and, and put up enough points. You were just talking so highly about Cole McCoy. Yeah, not this week. Not when money's on the line. Not when money's on the line. Um, all right, well, next on uh, the list here, we got the Falcons-Saints, um, with uh, obviously a huge chunk of our segment being about Drew Brees and the Saints. Tom, who you like? I here? mean, yeah, at this point, I can't really doubt them. 13 points is a fuck ton of points. I'm probably going to fade towards the over here. Uh, I know we were just talking up the Saints defense, but the the Falcons just have too many weapons um, to, to not think they're going to score some points, and I, I really don't see them stopping the Saints. I, I can't make up my mind on the, the big spread. You know, double-digit spreads usually scare me, so I think the over here is the play, which I saw. Let's see here. As of right now, the over is sitting at fifty nine and a half. Holy fuck! Yeah, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna take it. Fifty nine and a half. Give me that. Wow, that's a lot of points. I mean, you could you gotta think the Saints yeah. are gonna hang fucking forty at least. I, I think Saints cover that spread, man. Yeah. They're, I mean, I mean, yeah. Their uh, their defense is starting to, to look a little bit better. I mean. Well, I mean, granted, the Eagles have, have regressed probably more than any Super Bowl defending team maybe ever. Um, but, you know, their defense looks pretty good, man. Their ball hawks back there. Marshawn Lattimore finally looks like what he was last year. He kind of started off the year slow here. But, yeah, man, they're going to cover 13 points. Don't even don't even think twice about it. I, I, don't, I don't hate it, but I like the over more. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, college football here. I got a question for you guys, and I'll turn over to Brent to kind of kick us off here. But um, do you think that Ohio State should be a playoff team no. if they beat Michigan? No. They stink. Um, <laughs> I think Ohio State should be banned from the NCAA for life. Is Ohio State the most hated? Ohio State must be the most hated team. I'm glad, I'm glad I asked you in, first. In the nation. I mean. We're we're talking Absolutely. about a ten and one football team, and we're, and we're shunning them. They're probably the best one loss team in football. Um, no, Michigan is the best one loss team in football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, but they're they're in the, they're in the playoff. Um, if were they to beat Michigan, no, I personally would not want them to be in the playoff. But yes, they would probably be voted into that number four spot. I would guess. Um, at the end of the day, fucking UCF. Um, they just keep winning. I mean, what 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 do they have to do? Well, so here, this is what I wanted to to talk about because I was I was chatting a little bit about it with Michael Perry, um, 
fuck you, Michael Perry. And he was kind of bringing up or alluding to the fact that, yes, they keep winning, and there's been this conversation nonstop about, you know, does this mean they deserve a, a shot at the title? Um, having looked at their schedule this season, Memphis was their only nail-biter uh, that they played, which I think finished like 50-51 to 51 or something along those lines. Um, and so the question kind of is, is like, do they deserve it because of their title? Or sorry, because of the record? Yes, but, you know, with, the, with their schedule and, and who they play, do they actually deserve it? And will they compete? Like, do, does a UCF team ever stand uh, a chance against to be, The realistic answer is no, they don't. Um, and that's not any fault of their own. It's just the fact of the matter is, is that Bama just has better overall athletes, higher higher rated prospects. They 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 have the ability to develop their players better because of the coaching staff they have and the, the and the resources that they have. Um, well, for me, an argument would be made that all of these teams, if if you're so confident that Alabama is good, and half of these teams have lost, you know, have the one loss teams, they've all sort of shared the losses. You know, LSU has lost to Bama. Some other team out there has lost to LSU. Whoever the hell Michigan lost to. If, if none of them can beat each other and UCF is the only other freaking undefeated team floating around out there, you know, other than Notre Dame or whatever, give them a I shot. Agree. You know, like it's it's sort of already been decided through the field of play that these other teams don't have a fucking chance to beat Bama. So why don't yeah. you give this one team a chance? I agree. Let's, and let's just see and, and there's no better And there's no better way to shut up the masses I, who yeah, are I like, can, you know, all the, the, all the yeah, UFC than just, just being like, out. you know what, let's just let's throw them in there at the number four spot. They'll play Bama in the first round. And, and you know, we'll, we'll really see what's up. Um, but, but at the same time, like, I would love to see an Oklahoma team. I've said this before. I would love to, I would love to see Kyler Murray uh, on the big stage and, and see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, they're electric. I just – I think you can't, you can't reward um, in the grand scheme of things, especially if, it were, if I were weighing the decision versus what I considered a pretty worthy team. You, you can't reward Oklahoma's lack of defense. Their defense yeah, their defense um, sucks. You know, to, to me – that it's just fucking embarrassing. So, so I I completely agree with your logic. Like you know, I a hundred percent think if, if, to shut up the masses, you put them in there. Um, but I, I guess my bigger question is is that they've been hot for a while now for for trending for a couple of years. And I Harry, I get your point about resources and what they have access to, but like you have the capability of of, of scheduling bigger games. Yeah. Like Alabama played Citadel. Citadel's getting paid money for that. Alabama's getting paid money for that. So, like, this team and and their organization can schedule these games and make this possible. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they're not. And I think the ultimate reason is is because they would get fucking stomped. And I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying I think it's a, mm-hmm. a completely different level of competition. Like, I don't even think that, that UCF would play – uh, well against the they Bulls, would, maybe they would you know after fading out this season. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this season, yes. I'm talking about past, you know, seasons. I'm just saying, I think they're a good, solid team, and I love to watch the organization. Mm-hmm. I love that they threw themselves their own celebration. I, I do. And well, gave themselves yeah. their own no, team. I agree, and we'll see. We'll see well, what they end up doing. I mean, there's still a lot do of they pan out games, championship conference, championship games to be played, and things like that. So you know, things can get shaken up if if. You know, so we'll we'll yeah. have to wait and see a little bit. But I do have one question: If Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, 
who does Alabama stay in this college football playoff? No, fuck no. I would, I would, <laughs> not, I would not be about that. I mean, obviously, the everyone it would be it would be worthy because they would be absolutely the best one loss team in the nation. You know, they made it this far, and then their only loss would be to the you know the number five ranked Georgia squad. But you, then you get the whole rematch scenario. It just get that shit out of here. Um, to me, who I badly want to see, if any of these teams lose, you know, Notre Dame has a chance to lose. They they play at USC, um, Alabama, and Georgia have to play again, uh, or just play rather. Michigan and Ohio State have to play, um, and then also you know Clemson's going to have the ACC championship game. Um, but I want to see a one loss Washington State Cougar squad somehow end up there. Mike Leach is the most electric college football coach behind a microphone that there is. Uh, you know, he and Mike Gundy sort of share that award at times. Um, but but for the most part, it's Mike Leach's award. That dude does not give a shit um, at all. Um, he's also an electric <laughs> Twitter follow. So um, if you got anything going on, um, you know, go watch some Mike Leach videos. That's who you want to see in the playoff. He would be fascinating. Um, so root for that. Nice. Well, I think that's all we got right now for some NCAA college football. I don't know if we had anything heavy on the NCAA basketball side. Um, I did have one question, and that is, Tom, are you on the believing side of the hype? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't doubt yet? the hype, but it, it, it just comes down to the same thing we're talking about now. They haven't really played anybody. Like They beat a, a good Kentucky team. And, like, we, we hinted at it in the last couple episodes where you can't really start judging you know, the quality and competitiveness of a lot of these teams until the end of December rolls around and the new year hits once, you know, conference play starts. Uh, but, th- you know, this week we have all the tournaments, particularly the Maui Gym Invitational is loaded with talent. And if all, you know, goes as planned, uh, Duke should meet number three, Gonzaga, um, in the championship at some point. And... I will either be sold um, or confirm my doubts come the outcome of that game. Um, I'll also say this while we're on, while we're quickly on college basketball. Um, after reaching, I think as high as number seven, the defending champion, you know, uh, being ranked number seven at one at one point this season, I think after week one, uh, defending champion Villanova Wildcats have fallen all the way out of the top twenty-five uh, in the span of a week after suffering back-to-back losses, um, including most recently to lowly Furman, a uh, little college in South Carolina. Furman actually, I think, squeezed into the top 25 spot, uh, into the number 25 spot to be exact. But yeah, uh, Jay Wright's squad out of the top 25 from number 7 in one week. Yeah, scrub-ass, scrub-ass bitches. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. You hate to see it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, one actually, one other college it. basketball player in particular, I got to give a shout out to uh, Purdue's guard Carson Edwards. Uh, I was watching the Purdue Virginia Tech game last night, and Virginia Tech pulled it out. Uh, but this kid is a freak athlete, and he will be. You know, his name's going to be thrown around come next April or June, whenever the draft is. Uh, this kid can shoot from anywhere on the court. He threw down a monster posterizing dunk last night. Uh, he's the real deal. You know, keep his name in mind and look out for him come tournament time. Noted. You're not the first person to actually Good tell stuff. me that today. He's, uh, he's the real deal. 
Yeah, well, uh, someone else mentioned in a group text uh, how impressive that guy looked. <laughs> yeah, very coincidental. Wow, what a coincidence. It's uh, probably, right? kid's probably a that. wicked smart. Knows yeah, yeah. a bunch about sports. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, roll right into Banner and Buzzer Beaters, keeping right on track here, boys. Um, I just wanted to throw this in here because I am a huge supporter. Love the guy to fucking death. Um, Little Wayne's Carter 5 is eligible for platinum, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Wheezy F, baby, is back. Uh, I don't think this comes as much surprise. This was highly anticipated, all stemming from a bunch of bullshit with Birdman. Uh, and didn't really know this, just looked this up, but uh, Birdman is now pleading for his Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Little Wayne platinum records, 70-plus pairs of shoes, and a bunch of other shit. Um because of the foreclosure of his home, a nine-bedroom, 17-bath mansion, because uh, he was sued last year by EMG transfer agents for $12 million plus interest. I thought this guy was worth, like, hundreds and hundreds of millions. H- how is his home being foreclosed? Uh, and Brent, you want to answer that? Having uh, to give he, up, like, 70 pairs of he shoes. He probably made hundreds and hundreds of millions, but he probably spent hundreds more. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, that's damage, man. I mean, he has continuously, continu- a continuous cash flow, if you think about it. Like, he has royalties, and he's making money off of all these continuous artists that he has a part of his organization. Like, you got to imagine he can afford to fucking, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just mind-blowing to me. I'm just glad he got his, you know? Well, Karma's that's... a bitch. He kept the Carter Five from us for that long and now it's I think that's a lot of it is probably I can I can only imagine what it must have cost him in legal fees that the whole Little Wayne Carter 5 lawsuit probably lasted what 3 or 4 years and and now he's he's getting right Almost back into five, it again yeah. like I can only imagine how much that shit must have cost and you know like Brent said like do you really need 40 gold chains and like five different gold grills probably not Fuck no, none of them need it. But I mean, shit, man. I, you know, this guy's. I'm reading off three multi-platinum record artists. You think he could kind of like salvage living somewhere? Maybe in a double wide, you know, yeah. like an in-ground yeah. double wide. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll move off of him. I did just want to highlight karma is a thing. Uh, Birdman was a fucking dick, and he got his. So, uh, shout out to Little Wayne. Check out the Carter Five if you haven't. Uh, buzzer beaters, boys. Harrison. Oh, we're back, baby. Really Time for the miracle news. run of 2018, 2019. The New York Giants are on a two game win streak. <laughs> it feels like a Super Bowl run. I'm it not feels lie. like it, man. It's got all the makings of it coming down, coming from 0 and 7, or 1 and 7, excuse me. Uh, two game win streak. It's the first win streak the Giants have had in 700 calendar days. That's, uh, that's a lot of. I thought you were about to say 700 years. years. It feels I like years. It does it. feel like that. Um, but, man, you know, granted, there were wins over um, San Francisco and uh, um, an idiot, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, who are not very good teams, but they got the confidence going. Saquon Barkley is a top three running back in the NFL. I don't give a shit what you say. Uh, and. SpongeBob, me. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I'm telling you what, 
if the Giants can sneak into the wild card or even take the division somehow, which is still possible, they're the Redskins are on top right now at six and four, but they got Colt McCoy leading the charge, so I expect them to kind of fizzle out. Uh, but the Cowboys are sitting at five and five, and they look pretty good. So if the Giants can sneak into the wild card, you know, they, granted they still got to play the Bears, they still got a bunch of you know tough games. They play all of the division opponents uh, once each again, finishing the season against Dallas. Uh, that's going to be at home. But they still got to play the Titans, who are a pretty tough team to go against. You never really know what the hell they're going to bring to the table. Um, Chicago, and then they play the Colts, who are looking actually better now than than they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. They got to win out. Yeah, seventeen, seven, no, nah, seventeen of good, eighteen. Did, did um, he go for 100% last actually, uh, they mentioned in the broadcast last night that contrary 18. to the the overall perception of this season and their win loss record. Eli is actually having a career season in the quarterback rating. Yeah, game. that's interesting. In yeah, the passer rating. He is, which is which <laughs> is like also I think uh, completion. Yeah, it's it's eight, true, and it's and behind a terrible offensive line. But uh, but yeah, man, that's that's what I wanted to, to you know whom? get off my chest. I'm I'm ecstatic to see uh, one of my teams winning again. Actually, both of my teams won this weekend. Thank God, because uh, I was really starting to just fall into a hole of depression with my sports team sucking. <laughs> Um, but that's all I got, man. This was this was fun. Okay, <laughs> uh, Grimes mentioned the Colts real quick, and part of their success, I wanted to give a shout out to their offensive line. And the Colts have now gone five consecutive games without a single sack given up. Um, and, and when you look at the fragile pile of glass that is Andrew Luck, mm. that is exactly what this team needs. So shout out to the Colts. Man, my my man, my man's is literally bringing that no guys yeah. out to dinner. They're, they're treated night. well. Rolexes. No kidding. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 excuse me. I also uh, wanted to just hit on some MLB offseason real quick. Uh, the New York Yankees made the first splash of MLB free agency and you know offseason moves, signing James Paxton today or trading for him, I should say, um, from the Seattle Mariners for a package that included their top. Pitching prospect, uh, Chef, what's his name? Jesus Sheffield. Justice Sheffield. Something like that. Yeah, Justice, whatever his name is, doesn't matter. Scrub. Uh, and, a, and a couple other guys. So it's cute that they're trying to make a move um, against our Red Sox. But I got to tell you, boys, it's going to take a lot more than some injury prone left handed pitcher to take down the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm not huge on this trade, to be honest, uh, especially giving up our top pitching prospect um i'm granted they know a lot more than than we do about you know what he brought to the table or what he was potentially going to bring to the table but not 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 that keen on a 30 year old guy who who had a 3.78 era this past season so um we'll see yeah and and he he missed like a a combined total combined season 160 some games between 2013 and 2016 so uh enjoy that piece of trash yeah, great. Great. Uh, two quick things. The first one, uh, we were talking earlier about score rates uh, and Todd Gurley. Well, Alvin Kamara has scored 29 touchdowns in 26 games played. Kamara has scored 29 touchdowns, 26 games played in his career. Um, so he's scoring more than one touchdown in every game he plays. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Feed that dude the ball. Uh, the second thing is uh, it's almost time for Zach Osborne and his 
Supercross debut on the 450 bike. In fact, he just made his debut um, across the pond in Paris, France this past weekend. Uh, he took third overall. He was definitely in line for an easy second overall after chasing uh, you know, his teammate Jason Anderson around all weekend. Uh, but in the final race, he got a flat tire and you know, he sort of had to had to move back through the pack. So uh, in his debut, you know, he got a podium spot. Pretty impressive. He has another race, uh, sort of a season warm-up race in Geneva, Switzerland here in a week or two. And then, you know, around New Year's, they, they take off in Anaheim, California. So we'll be keeping an eye on Zach this season. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer to hear, man. I, yeah. didn't, uh, I didn't know about the flat tire. How did, how did, uh, walk us through that. Like, it's super that, like, sketchy. Like, um, obviously, you, you, in NASCAR, you can't really. He didn't exactly have the time row. to pull over. Um, really, maybe if it had if it had been in America and he had had his full pull team over, or man. something here, so they could have had a couple guys working on it and make it happen quick. Maybe he would pull over for a quick tire change. Uh, but there were just a couple guys over there, sort of showcasing the new bike and all of that good stuff. Um, so in that sense, you pretty much just ride it out. Unfortunately, it happened pretty early in the race, so he had a many laps to go. Uh, you can you can still jump just some small little jumps, but you definitely can't race the track the way it's meant to be raced and like hit all those big triples. Uh, it's pretty risky. Your your rear end is sort of just fucking flailing all over the place. You've got no traction or anything like that. Um, so he he suffered that, but yeah, he was he was in line for an easy easy second overall. So basically, you know, he was the second best man of the weekend for sure, right behind Jason. And then a couple guys, you know, who we see over here in America every weekend were, were there behind them. Um, so pretty awesome, encouraging start for Zach. Um, can't wait to see what he's got in Switzerland and then, you know, um, see what all these boys have uh, when the gate drops in California. For sure. Good stuff. Well, we'll make sure to throw up a post before they drop <clears throat> the gate in California. Uh, show a little love to Zach Osborne. And uh, obviously, best of luck going into the season. Um, <clears throat> my buzzer beater to wrap us up here was actually given to us a la Tommy Lasagna. So shout out there. But I will take um, the mic 22 years ago today. Bob D oh, yeah. drops Hell on Earth. Yo, the saga begins. Begin war. I draw first blood, be the first to set it off. My cause, tap all jaws, lay down laws. We take it with jaws, we do jokes, rust the doors. It kind of D's, time to make breeze, a guns toss. And full force, some team will go at your main source. My non-Taurus, hit bosses and take classes. Your whole setup, from the ground up, we lock shit. Blood floods your eye, fuck up your optics. Switch to kill instincts, for niggas pop shit. Your nigga noise, what's the topic? Nine pound, we rocked it. 96 strike back with more hot shit. Illuminate my team will glow like radiation with no time for patient or complication. Let's get it done right, my click airtight. Trapped in the never ending gunfights, and niggas lose strikes and lose life. Jail niggas sending kites to the street over some beef that wasn't fully cooked. Finish them off, well done, me. Then said twin two slug the ahead. Travel all the way down to your leg. Hey yo, what's hell on earth? Who's next? I'm gonna be first. The project's front line, and the enemy is one time. I ain't gotta tell you. It's right in front of your eye. Hey, yo, what's hell on earth? Who's next are going to be first? The projects is front line, and the enemy is one time. I ain't got to tell you. Yo, it's right in front of your eye. We rep the QBC. Nigga, rep yours. It's all love. Millie stacked down. Heavily guarded by hollow tip slug. Then crack down. I want to be thugs. Adapt the gas sound and bow down. Slow the fuck up. See how I'm found now? A 
articulate Hitting body parts and start shifting shit Never hesitate, it's the rap game unlimited Sign my roster, we can do this Forever infinite, then reminisce 20 years later, how we was getting it Either with me, go against the grain, you better hit me Legging me, you're robbing me Niggas better body me, cause it's a small world The niggas talking like bitches Bitches singing like snitches, pointing you out in pitches Cause she repped the beauty seat Faithfully, player hating me All that bullshit is just making me More the better, the concentrate of getting cheddar Your shorty set you up, you better dead her I told you, shape and mold you Son you, then I hold you Like a pimp, my control you Double-edged, blow you, handle B.I. Like I'm supposed to, the click is coastal International, you local Bacardi mix, physically fixed Hit you with shit, then I leave a loose Nigga stiff, properly fixed Son, I solved them, pulled them in my world Then involved them, the chaos Walk the beat like, around the wake cop The app is pissed out, QB City, dog Fall the part three, Gotti Gambino And Ty Nitty, Scarface, rest in peace rest Who's in next are gonna be first? The projects is front line And the enemy is one time I ain't gotta tell you And hey, yo, it's right in front of your eyes Hell on earth Who's next are gonna be first? The projects is front line And the enemy is one time I ain't gotta tell you Hey yo, it's right in front of your eyes Yo, the heavy metal king hold big shit With spare clips You see a clip when the max spit Your top got split Laying dead with open eyes Close his eyelids Turn off his light Switch to darkness It's deep enough It's a street life Blood on my kick Shit on my knife Use the wild child Kick or turn him in into mice I was born to take power Leave my mark on this planet The phantom of crime rap Niggas is left stranded Shut down your operation Close for business Leave a foul taste in your mouth Like Guinness POW niggas is found M.I.A. We move like the special forces Green Beret Heavily around my throat I don't claim shit brand new Back in 89 the same way The guard P walk with a limp C But simply to simplify shit No man could go against me Test me, you must be Benty Don't tempt me I had this full clip for so long It needs to empty The reason why I fought for so long Cause I don't waste it You properly hit Blood in your mouth so you can taste it Quiet is kept I lay back and watch the world spin I hear thugs Claiming that they gonna roll the mob When they see us I tell you what black Here's the issue It's a package deal You rob me You take these missiles along with that I ain't your average cat Fuck rap I'm trying to make cream And that's that Whatever it takes I have it Gots to go down Four mics on stage A motherfucker four pound Speakers leaking out sound And niggas leaking on the ground I could truly care less The guard gon' get his Regardless blow for blow Let's find out who it hardest This rap artist used to be a Stick up artist Sometimes I test myself See if I still got it Alive niggas stay on point Never disregard shit Or forget the essence From which I emerge PS6 and say that bullshit For the birds Live up to my words If I got beef Niggas coming in herds We flush through your click Get purged